Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has been pouring, pouring, pouring rain. And I had to wait to do the podcast till it stopped pouring rain because it would be in the background. It is the 25th of September in the year 2022, and we have one more week of Mercury retrograde. One more. Next Sunday, it goes direct. By the time we meet again next Sunday, it will be direct because it's going to go direct at 5.07 a.m. Eastern time, Sunday morning. So isn't that good? The next time we see each other, then well, we hear each other. The next time I'm sitting at my desk with my microphone, we're going to have a direct Mercury. Yay! Isn't that amazing? Okay, we made it, folks. Well, I shouldn't count my chickens before they hatch. It's one more week. (laughs) And what a week it has already been. It's more confusion, more upside down, more of this and that, more back and forth, more of phone calls and missed phone calls and emails. I had to write an email the other day, and there were three different people, and they all came back to me. (laughs) It just, it just doesn't stop. Um, so yeah, so we are at the moment in the midst of the new moon in Libra and it is a beautiful new moon because it is at the very beginning of Libra and it is at the beginning of the, this cardinal season and Libra and its other cardinal, uh, signs are all, signs that begin the season. So up north, it's the equinox for autumn. And down south, uh, you know, down under, it's the spring equinox. So, but I call it the Libra equinox because I'm in the middle of, you know, not far from the equator. So it's all equilateral here. (laughs) So yes, it is the Libra equinox, and the Libra equinox is yet another new beginning. So people are celebrating new seasons, but this is a very, um, you know, equal type of equinox. It's balance. It's where there is the same amount of light as there is dark, but that's not entirely true. Now, I live in Costa Rica, so yes, it almost is always the same amount of light and dark because we really only have 12 hours of daylight and then 12 hours of dark. And we never really go outside of 12 hours of daylight. Maybe there's 13 hours once in a while, but it's pretty much balanced as Libra likes it. And that's all year. So Libra, Aries, Capricorn, Cancer, um, those are all the cardinal signs. They are all the cardinal seasons. And um, for me, it's it doesn't really, you know, come into that dark light component. Um, But indeed, this is about balance. The balance of light and dark, the balance of masculine, feminine, the balance of yin and yang. And so much of this is about, you know, a new beginning and taking on something that is brand new. And uh, what I'm feeling right now and this could just be me, is that we're all ready to step it up uh, to the next level. And that is my feeling about the current Libra new moon. We're all ready to take our life to the next level. And whatever intentions you are setting, they should be next level intentions. And that is part of 
you know, even though Mercury is still retrograde and even though Mars isn't retrograde yet, we are getting into next level intentions. And let me pause for a moment and say Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, I am presenting a Mars retrograde webinar. And if you'd like to join, you can go to my website and you can join there. Go to book online and scroll down and you'll see the Mars webinar, which is called moving forward while the car is stuck in reverse because <laughs> that's what it feels like when Mars goes retrograde. This is going to be Tuesday the 27th. It's at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And you know, when we get into Mars retrograde, you're going to wish you had this information. So if you can't make it, you can sign up for it. And then you're going to just receive the recording or, you know, I'm going to be selling the recording for sure after the webinar. So if you can't make it, if you want to just get it in, in advance, or if you want to um, buy the webinar later, or if you wait till Mars is retrograde, then you're, you know, be scrambling for information, but it's always going to be available. So join us, join me, join the other members of the Mars retrograde club. Okay. So we're all going to be curious to see what happens in these next months when Mars does that backwards. Um, motion. So yeah. Okay. So in the meantime, we're talking about the fact that it's next level. We're going next level with this Libra new moon and it's asking us to step forward and really, you know, push ourselves a little bit to what is the next level. That, that doesn't mean blood, sweat, and tears next level. It means elevate your status, elevate your energies. And tweak this now before Mars goes retrograde, because once Mars goes retrograde, we don't necessarily feel like we're going to push forward. Remember, the car is in reverse, right? So one of the important things to remember right now is that we are in this time of trying to uh, elevate our, to our next level and reach for the stars a little bit and stretch ourselves and expand ourselves. And one of the things to remember is that this new moon is opposite Jupiter. And Jupiter is the planet of expansion and it asks us to stretch. So please be aware of this. Please be aware that this new moon is taking us to the next level and that we need to set intentions today and the next three days. You don't have to set intentions today if you're busy. But the next couple of days, it's good to set intentions about where the next level is for you and what does it look like, okay? feel like, more importantly, what does the next level feel like? Because if we want to manifest anything, we have to feel it. We have to feel into it. We have to get that energy and have it in our bodies and have it coursing through our lymphatic system and our blood and our circulatory system, okay? You have to feel it. And this is one of the things they don't tell you when you're doing affirmations and when you're trying to manifest. Do you feel it? If you're, feel, if you're saying affirmations, saying, I welcome abundance into my life at all times, you have to feel that. And that doesn't mean I welcome abundance into my life at all times, except when I'm at work screaming at my boss. <laughs> you know that, no. It means you have to see everything as a turn of abundance. So when we're setting intention, when we're setting intention, we have to set intention for something that is a little bit out of our reach. And that's why I said reach for the stars. There's a little bit of a stretch here with this new moon. And it's important to notice that. So if you're reaching for something 
Don't reach across the table for a lateral move. Reach up and above where you already are and feel it. Can you feel your raise that you're going to get from your job? Can you feel that new house you're trying to buy that's bigger than the one you have? Can you feel what's coming next? What do you want? Surround yourself Surround yourself with the energies of abundance and stretching yourself and expansion and whatever it is that you wish to arrive in your life. And go to a place, maybe, maybe one of the things you want is abundance. Maybe you want to feel wealthy. Maybe you want to attract wealth into your life. And that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So first of all, get everything out of the way that says there's something wrong with it. And then no, go to a place that represents wealth to you. So like I go get my watch cleaned at Tiffany's. I go get them to do any little maintenance on it at Tiffany's. And it doesn't mean I'm in there shopping Tiffany's and I'm coming out with 10 boxes from Tiffany's. It means I have the energy of Tiffany's around me and I am standing in a very, what is an established wealthy place to get my watch cleaned and, and serviced and new battery and those kinds of things. Okay. Because Torneau is not here and that's where my watch used to be serviced in New York. So, um, so I go to Tiffany's. And so if you are in need of feeling what wealth feels like, go someplace, go to a fancy restaurant and get a cup of coffee. And that's something that you can do and feel the environment and feel what it's like to be there. And it will, I bet you, be a different feeling than what you are already living. Okay. Now, um, if you want a sense of adventure in your life, maybe you just want to go to a shop like, I don't know, one of those adventure stores that's like the North Face or they're like they've got hiking gear or wh whatever those stores are that have the gear you need to go out and have an adventure. And maybe you just buy a pair of socks or maybe you just get that feeling. You start looking at everything that's there and you get a sense of what adventure feels like. I do that too. Um, I go to different shops. I might not buy anything because I don't really need anything. But if I want that, if I want to bring in adventure into my life, I'm going to focus on the, what it feels like to have adventure. Okay. And make sure it's the right adventure. If it's an adventure in nature, yes, you don't necessarily want an adventure that's you know, a detrimental adventure. Okay. <laughs> a good adventure. Adventure. That's a big word. <laughs> that could cover a lot of territory anyway. But what I'm asking you to do and what I, I want everyone to realize is that when we take the essence of Jupiter into our lives and when we have a new moon, this new moon is saying, Hey, bring in a, a next level, bigger piece than you already have. Don't play small. This is not a new moon to play small. This is a new moon to call in the grand work, you know, the great work. Okay. What is it next that you want? What is it next you're trying to bring into your life? Is it prosperity? Is it abundance? Is it a relationship? What is it? What does it feel like? And you've, chances are you've already had that feeling somewhere in your life. Tap into that. Just sit with it. Close your eyes and feel it. Feel it. In the meantime, the planet Venus is making a very nice relationship to Pluto, which is good for our relationships. That's, you know, if you are calling in a relationship, that's a good thing. So that's part of it. And Venus and Mercury are going to meet up tomorrow in Virgo at 1.59 p.m. Eastern time. Now, they are interestingly both really opposite Neptune. Mercury's got a little bit of a ways to go backwards before it opposes Neptune. And um, Venus was opposite Neptune yesterday, okay? And 
you know, they are entangled together. So Venus and Mercury. So if you want communication in relationships, if you want communication in friendships, if you want to communicate about something, um, Venusian, maybe you're redesigning your home, maybe you're redesigning your office, etc. That this is a good time for that. Um, it's a good time to hire a designer. It's also a really good time to be aware of energies we cannot see, and this is so important because this is Neptune, and you can't disregard Neptune in this. It's an outer planet, so it's asking us to bring in the energies that are not visible, but again, we feel them. Okay, what does Neptune feel like? It feels like a lot of things. It feels like the sense, the intuition of knowing, the, the place of knowing and knowing that you're knowing, okay? And the sense of being uh, aware, self-aware and aware of one's intuition and aware of one's psychic powers and abilities. And if you're not inclined to that, there's a, we all have like a little clairsentience, a little clairaudience. Where are those for you? Clairaudience is what you hear. Do you hear something in someone's voice? Are they in pain? Do they need to be um, supported in some way? Um, are you having empathy? That's the other big word for Neptune. Venus and Mercury make us aware where people need empathy and need our support and need our love unconditionally. That's Venus and Neptune too, the unconditional love. They are in opposition. So maybe on one end you're saying, oh, I don't really know what that means to open my heart and love unconditionally. This is an opportunity to find out. And to do that, you know, you want to sit with yourself and know when your heart, well, here, it, here it is again, feel when your heart has been opened. Was it when your grandchild arrived? Was it when someone graduated in your family they made a graduation was it something that someone gave you a beautiful gift out of nowhere out of surprise was it this incredible feeling of gratitude and op heart opening and is your heart open and if it's not what and and this is where feeling into where neptune is taking us is the sensitivity we need to understand and have compassion for ourselves to have empathy for ourselves first and foremost because this is a place where we want to be caring and kind to ourselves okay and so that's what venus and neptune are asking us to do. And Venus is talking to both Neptune and Pluto, and therefore she's talking to the big guns. She's really busy with this. And so when she's involved with Mercury, the way they're now that Mercury's back in Virgo and they're in Virgo together, they are really, it's easier to communicate our feelings and what our knowledge is when we have a Venus-Mercury conjunction. So that's that's really important. And so that's like another component of what's going on right now. So then there's other stuff. There's other stuff that we need to be aware of. Mars, Mars is, you know, slowing down. Mars and Gemini is already going to trine Saturn on Tuesday the 27th. And or depending on where you live, it's 1.49 a.m. Wednesday in Eastern time zone. And that's 10 to 2. And like where I am, it'll be shortly before midnight that Mars will trine Saturn. And that's a very nice, smooth, flowing aspect between the planet of courage and confidence and the planet of, ooh, I have to confront 
whatever's in my way. <laughs> and that's Saturn. Um, yeah, Saturn can be a little grumpy. Saturn can be a little bit, I, I don't want to deal with this heavy energy from Mars. I don't want to deal with this, you know, spunky, sparky energy that Mars has. And it's one of the best things we can do is use Saturn's energy very very neatly and in a, in a really good powerful way is that Mars is getting wrapped up with this. Now Mars and Saturn are going to have other relationships during the retrograde. So it will make a trine again, not right away, but later on, probably like December, it'll trine Saturn again or November. And it will make that turnaround and give Saturn another boost of energy, which Saturn needs. Because basically, when we get involved with Saturn, we are confronting our blockages. We are confronting where fears and anxieties are. We all have fears and anxieties. We can't go out there and say, oh, I'm totally not afraid. Mars is saying, hey, what are they? Talk to Saturn. What are they? What are the fears? And he, they're having a nice conversation. This is not a stressful conversation. This is, you know, Mars had a stressful conversation with Saturn back at the beginning of August. But now it's a smooth conversation because they're all in air signs and the dialogue is available. The dialogue of how we connect with what our fears and anxieties may be and what's holding us back and where are we afraid to step forward maybe in that where Saturn is right now in Aquarius and Mars is tapping on the door saying, Hey, what, what is it? What can I do? Where can I give you a boost of confidence right now? And in a nice, smooth flowing way. So we're able to easily look at our fears and anxieties, easily look at where we might be blocked and then say, okay, I get it. I got to push, push on through this. And Mars is giving us the ability to do that in ways that it normally doesn't. So this is, take advantage of this. This is a good aspect we have coming up between Mars and Saturn. And maybe also Saturn will show you where you need to have more courage. Maybe this is where Saturn gets to be like, you know, grandpa, like it always is, you know, the, the old wise patriarch and give you an idea of where you can slowly, gently, work through some old fears and anxieties that are hanging around. And that's the nice thing about getting a trine from Mars to Saturn. So this is, this is a good aspect. Mars is strong, and so is Saturn. So at least they're talking to each other, not in fisticuffs, not in a kerfuffle. They're talking in a way that is, you know, pleasant, and it's like, let's, let's work this out together. And, you know, it also enables us. Saturn says, hey, you know what? You're stronger than you think you are, and you can get through this. And Mars is saying, yeah, you know what? I do. I can call on my inner strength. Speaking of inner strength, um, so I decided this week, <laughs> here's a little story. I decided this week that my cat is a warrior and that I have to accept it. You know, I think I've mentioned before that she complains and gets crazy when other cats come by or other animals show up in the garden or whatever. And she's, uh, she's like staking her territory well, Tuesday night, <laughs> Tuesday night I was cooking dinner downstairs and she was upstairs napping, which she often is, <laughs> which cats do. And I was downstairs making dinner and she starts howling. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. You know, she howls when another animal comes in and she doesn't want them around, like comes in the garden, comes in the garden and she sees them out the window and all she has to do is see them out the window. She sees their reflection in the glass sometimes and she starts getting pissed off and she's like running over to look at the glass. She's running over to the window to see them and like tell them you can't be in the garden. 
So she was howling so loudly. I walked away from the stove, came upstairs, and was like, what's going on? And much to my great shock, she was not alone upstairs. There was a raccoon in my house, or a mapache, as they say in Spanish. So I saw that there was a raccoon in my house. I had no idea how it got in. I was freaked out. I was afraid that she was going to get attacked because, you know, raccoons have big hands with claws on them, right? And we had a beautiful cat here two years ago, and he he got attacked by a raccoon. He was a very gentle, sweet cat, so he didn't argue or get into a fight. The raccoon probably initiated the fight with him, and it, he was never the same afterwards. His His throat was all ripped open, and he was... He was really damaged, and he couldn't meow properly anymore. He couldn't swallow properly, and it was really the end for him. And I, the last thing I wanted was my cat to experience anything like that. So I was freaked out, and I ran and got my neighbors for help and ran and got you know my community, and they all came running, and everybody came over. And my one neighbor, and this is so Mars, says to me, he called the cat. I was calling her. She wouldn't come. She was shrieking, and I was in my garden completely freaked out because I could hear her all the way outside at the end of my gate. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, she's going to get killed. Oh my God, this is awful. So what happened was my neighbor comes in and he was like chasing the raccoon. He opened the door so the raccoon could leave. And because my windows were closed, everything was closed. There wasn't, I don't, I don't know how it got in. And, um, the, my cat, he called my cat and she came down. He just gave her a, a gentle call and she came down she didn't do that for me, but he said to me later on, you know, I've never seen a raccoon so terrified in my life. Your cat was in control of that situation, and she completely cornered that raccoon. <laughs> and I was like, really? Thank God. Um, so I said, you know what? This howling and this badass behavior from her and this tough tigresa, la, la terrorista, I'm just going to accept it. This is who she is. I'm not going to try to fight it anymore. I'm not going to yell at her when she does this because I don't like it when she gets nasty with the other cats. And I'm just like, she's staking her territory. She's already let me know this many times that this is her territory. You don't come in here. You don't mess with me. And that's it. And that's what she let this raccoon know the other day. And I was like, okay, so there's Mars. My cat is Marzy. And she's teaching me a lesson about what it means to be Marzy. Like, go and, and, you know, stake your territory. This is it. Hey, don't mess with me. And this is Mars. <laughs> and we got to drink up as much of that don't mess with me energy now before October 30th when we can't really start an argument. Thank God. Thank God we were able to get this thing out of my house. And I realized that it pushed open one of my, uh, the windows upstairs are like French doors and they're latched and it pushed through that from the roof. And, um, it was a great surprise. This has never happened in all the time I've been here. So yeah, this was, this was rough. I, I was really freaked out after this, but I recognized something that my cat is a tough broad and I have just, I have to accept it. I have to stop yelling at her when she yells at other cats. So that's it. Okay. That's it. That's my, that's my dose of Mars that I got this week. My cat is Marzy and maybe you have a Marzy animal too, but, um, it was kind of funny. It was actually more funny. And afterwards, we could laugh, you know. And, and she was fine. There was nothing wrong. But that's Mars. Standing up, having courage. Having courage when there's no reason. That raccoon could have ripped her to shreds. And she stood there, and she stood her ground and said, this is my house. You're not 
going to take it from me. You're not getting in my house. You're not staying in my house. This is my house. Get out. And, or I'm going to, you're going to have to suffer the consequences, right? I'm going to have to do something to you. And the good news is that the raccoon knew, knew that she meant business and did not strike her. So this is it. This is the good news with Mars. So we have to pay attention. Sometimes Mars is really necessary. And when we have Mars talking to Saturn in a nice way, it's like, okay, you know, I, I understand where the fears and anxieties are and I'm going to work through them and I'm going to be tough in the face of whatever my fears are. I'm just going to look at them and say, I'm not letting you get in my way. And that's where Mars and Saturn are. The, the blockage of Saturn gets, you know, pushed by the, by Mars and Mars says, you know what, you're not, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. And that's what happened in my house the other day. I'm not afraid of you, even though you burst into my house. Okay. What else is going on? Um, so as I already mentioned, you know, Mercury's going direct, uh, Sunday the second. So we have another week, hang in there folks. One more week of Mercury, which is in, you know, the end of Virgo. And on Thursday, the 29th, Venus goes into Libra, 3.49 a.m. Eastern time, at the same time, exact same time that the moon in Scorpio opposes Uranus. And this is interesting because moon in Scorpio, now remember, remember, when the moon in Scorpio gets involved with Uranus, opposite, that means that the moon is like, has just been at the south node. And Uranus is still close to the North Node. So the moon in Scorpio is reaching the South Node or has reached it because now we're a little past it when it goes opposite Uranus. And remember what happens. There's something that we're leaving behind and there's something that we are uh, focusing on that has to do with our path. The North Node and Uranus together are opposed by the moon. The moon in Scorpio is really where our um, energy needs to acknowledge it, but not dwell upon it. Let go of anything. Scorpio's, you know, Scorpio holds on and it's a water sign. It's going to hold on to feelings. So one of the things you want to remember here is that Scorpio is not where you want to focus. You want to focus your energy on Taurus. And that is where we are starting to make progress with the North Node and Uranus together. And that's only going to go on for another couple of weeks because once we get to the 12th, Uranus is going to actually get off the 18 degrees of Taurus point. It's going to finally move. So that's another few weeks away, but pretty interesting, right? And so Venus enters lovely Libra. Her favorite sign, one of her favorite signs, and we get to enjoy the beauty, the aesthetic, the relationships over the next few weeks. And really, you know, it gives us, again, compassion in our relationships, compassion for other people, um, empathy in our relationships with others, because Venus likes to be in Libra, and she's gracious, and she's generous, and she's kind, and she's soft, and she's welcoming, and she's warm, and she's beautiful. And so now, as of Thursday, for the next few weeks, we are being asked to seek the beauty, seek the aesthetic, seek the design of our lives, and seek out whatever is the more beautiful for us and bring it into our lives. And the other thing is that Venus, once she's in Libra, will oppose Jupiter on Saturday the 1st. And this is more stretching. Anything that's like involved with Jupiter, especially in opposition, is a stretch. Again, an expansion. 
and you know, Jupiter, we think of it as, yay, it's abundance. Yay, it's opportunity. Yes, but you have to stretch and reach for those sometimes. Oppositions, it's not a conjunction. Jupiter's not coming in and going, woohoo, here's the party. It's arrived at your door. You've got to reach for it. You've got to stretch for it. You're like, you can, you can stay where you are. Or you can use the Jupiterian energy that we have now in the new moon and we will have again on Saturday to stretch and open up and embrace the next level. Venus will be at the point where the new moon is now and she will cross that point on Saturday. So we're going to get a new reminder of that next weekend. Okay, so that's that's very important. Otherwise, right now the moon is in Libra as you know, and it's opposing Jupiter, as you know, and it will stay in Libra. Um, it will go void 1221 PM Eastern time on Tuesday, the 27th. It will go into Scorpio 715 PM. So most of Tuesday's void, most of Tuesday's void. And then, uh, Tuesday evening, Eastern time, it will not be void. And then we have Wednesday, um, Wednesday the 28th, the moon will be in Scorpio, and then Thursday the moon will be in Scorpio. It will go void 5.20 p.m. and then enter Sagittarius 12.03 a.m. Friday morning. And then we have a woohoo weekend with the moon in Sagittarius. You know, that's always a party. So the moon is in Sagittarius until 5.46 p.m. when it goes void Saturday the 1st and then void the rest of the day until 3.38 a.m. Sunday when it goes into Capricorn, a little more serious, right? Now, that webinar I'm having is happening after the moon is void. I plan it that way. So it's the moon enters Scorpio on Tuesday, the 15th. I mean, the Tuesday, the 27th at 7 15 PM. And it goes into Scorpio. And so the moon will be in Scorpio when I have my webinar at 7 30 Eastern time. And that is the week ahead. And so stretch yourself. That's the, that's the energy of the week. The sun is going to oppose Jupiter tomorrow. 3.33 p.m. The moon is opposing Jupiter today. Venus is going to oppose Jupiter on Saturday. It's all about stretching to embrace something bigger and next level. Okay, so if you'd like to join the webinar, go to my website, goldenastrologer.com. Click on book online. You'll scroll down. You'll see the webinar available. I'm also putting it on stories, so you can click there on my Instagram. And my Instagram is thegoldenastrologer. My uh, a podcast is here every Sunday, the Golden Astrologer podcast, and my uh, webinar will occur. It's $67. It's about Mars retrograde. It is Tuesday, the 27th, 7.30 p.m., and please bring your chart if you are coming. Have your chart in front of you because we're going to look at where Mars is in your chart. I will be discussing. Normally, I don't do that. Normally, I don't go around the houses and say, if you have Mars in the first house, retrograde, da 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 is happening. But I'm going to do that this time because I um, think it's going to be valuable for people. So please bring your chart if you're coming. And thank you for listening. Have a beautiful week. Stretch yourself. Be Jupiterian and embrace the next level. Tune in to my Instagram for videos during the week because you'll get some more information about what the aspects are and how they feel. And I will see you on next week's podcast or you'll hear me on next week's podcast on the other side of Mercury Retrograde. Hurrah. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week.